Well, hello and welcome to Tarot Living with Manasa podcast. This is Manasa and I am the diva of divination. And I am so glad to be here with all of you. And let me begin with an apology, which is probably something like why you're apologizing, because this program, which is about the Linderman cards, <laughs> was supposed to be taped on the at the end of February, but I just wasn't feeling confident in my capacity to talk about these cards, even though I had done a class on it already. I'm the type of person, as many of you know, I'm a preacher and a pastor. And so if someone said, can, Manas, can you come and preach? Even though I could probably pull some sermon out of the air, I don't operate that way. Because with sacred information, there is, to me, there is a sacred responsibility. And even sharing information like I do on this program, <clears throat> there is a sacred responsibility for making sure that what I'm saying is correct, that I've done my research. And so I took a class on Udemy with uh, Tony Poole, who is a well-known, um, she's the founder of World Divination Association, a well-known uh, reader of Lenormand. And so I took a class and I had about three or four more sessions. And I thought, well, let me take these today, squeeze them in, and then LOL, I had already completed the bulk of the classes or the of the training already. But I did get the reading today. So I have a friend who listens to the podcast and I told her that I would be needing guinea pigs so I could begin practicing my readings because that's how I am. I'm going to practice and learn how to connect and hear from my guides while doing the readings with this cards, these cards. And so I'll be calling you, Miss Miller. So today I'm going to talk about the Linerman deck, which is different than the tarot deck or oracle decks. It is a divination card deck. And so before we begin, which I've already begun, I want to say thank you to all of you who tune in. Thank you. I appreciate you being here and giving me an opportunity to just talk about the things that I love, which is tarot cards and divination. I want to thank all you ladies. Uh, over 50% of my audience are women in my age group. Hey, hey, sisters. And to thank all of you from around the world, from the United States to Canada, which is almost the same place, right? Because we're one on top of the other. Philippines, Germany, Argentina, all around Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you so much for taking time to tune in to this program. And so let's just take a moment to become centered. <sighs> I invite you to breathe in with me and exhale. <sighs> Knowing that as we step into this time together, this is a safe, and sacred space. I call upon the angels of love and light and ask Archangel Michael to send the angels of protection to surround this space and those who listen and participate in this time. And let us just take a moment to send the energy of peace to the Ukraine, wisdom to the leaders around this world dealing with this hot mess. And then I know it may be hard, but let's send love to Vladimir Putin so that he can replace the fear that is driving him, the insecurity that is driving him, the disconnection that is driving him, the old 18th century way they did it in Russia mode that is driving him. And he can operate from a place of love, hearing his guides, and moving forward in that space. And so it is. So I welcome you to 
season two, episode five, and we're going to talk about the Lenormand deck or Lenormand, depends on who you're talking to. So the Lenormand deck is named for Mary Marie Anne Lenormand, and she is a lady from France, born in the Normandy area, who is the a cardomancy using cards, very renowned in that area, considered to be the best cardomancy reader in France. And so she was born in 1772 and she passed away in 1843. And she used these Lenormand cards, which to me, where the tarot and the oracle are more about spiritual guidance and connecting with your higher selves and connecting with your soul purpose. I, I really do feel that these cards could help you more situationally. So it's still not telling the future, but because the future is being created, which I say all the time by us and those we're interacting with, but it can give you a very pinpointed insight into the situation or maybe what's going on around you for a week because again you've already sown the seeds for that so she uses card she says that Robespierre and Empress Josephine and Tsar Alexander came to her for readings name dropping and they probably did you know a lot of people didn't know that Ronald Reagan and supposed to be super Mr. Christian was getting a, an astrology reading every day from the amazing Gene Dixon. And so these leaders understood that the stars and the cards have information for them. So as I said, uh, she was born in 1772. She died in 1843. She didn't have any children. So she left her fortune to her nephew who was in the army. She left him 5,000 francs, which he was glad to take, but then he burned all her occult paraphernalia, all her stuff. He destroyed a bunch of history. And I know I'm supposed to be a loving person, but I would love to slap him for what he did, the, the taking this from the world. But, oh, well, we'll get over it. And so I want to go through the Lenormand deck today and talk about how this card is different. And these are my opinions, of course, uh, informed opinions from my studies how this card is different from the traditional tarot and oracle cards. Traditional tarot and oracle cards, you can do a one-card pull and get the information that you need. But the Lenormand cards are a narrative deck. It's telling a story. And so the best way to use these cards are at a minimum in a pair. You could do a three-card reading. You could do a five-card reading. You can do a nine-card reading. Or you can use all 36 of the cards <laughs> in a grand tableau reading. And so the way the cards work is the cards around, the closer the card is to you, the more influence it's having. And the farther away it is, the less influence is that, that it is having. But this is an amazing little deck. And so the just like the um, tarot deck sort of has the baseline or the King James version of the tarot is the Rider weight card. I have the Ur Lenormand cards, the Lenormand original, the Primal Lenormand, which is based on the game, based on the board game that was called the Game of Hope. So this was originally a card game. And then um, Madame Lenormand was able to turn it into a predictive spiritual guidance. And what I love about this is that each Lenormand card has a, a deck of cards. So it has like the first card, which is the writer, has the nine of hearts. Clover has six of diamonds. And so I was telling a friend of mine that the I understand now why people in churches don't like 
playing cards because they are very powerful, that they have an aspect and a capacity to be read standing in the place of these cards, the Lindemann cards, and that using the minor arcana of the tarot deck, you could use those cards for reading as well. So there's something very powerful going on with <laughs> uh, traditional playing cards, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it and find out how to do a reading or practice doing a reading with those cards as well. And so let us get to the Lenormand deck. So again, the Lenormand deck comes with 36 cards, where the traditional tarot deck has 78 cards, and an oracle deck can have as many cards as they want. There is no major or minor arcana in the Lenormand cards, but again, they work in pairs at a minimum, and all 36 cards at the maximum. And so the card meanings, which we're going to go over, is set, but again, the cards around it can determine the severity or the lack of severity of what's going on with the card. And so I encourage you, you'll see on the show picture, I've got the traditional Game of Hope and then the Gilded Lenormand, which is an awesome deck. And I will also put some resources because Raina George is I used her book to begin my own training and then work with Tony Poole. And I also put her information. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So here we go. So the first card of the Lenormand deck is the Rider, and it's the Nine of Heart. Oh, excuse me. And it means news is coming to you. The Rider is bringing something to you, which is kind of interesting because most of the Knight cards in the Tarot deck also mean that. The, uh, the two card is the clover, and clover is good luck, joy, and fortune, six of diamonds. The third card is the ship, which is the ten of spades, and this means successful commerce and movement. Number four is the house, and this is a good outcome in everything you do, and it can also represent home. In my little cheat sheet here. Card number five is the tree. It is the six of diamonds. And this could mean health issues. So if it's far away from your main card, which is representing you, it means good health. If it's near, it means some health issues are coming up. Card number six is the cloud. And clouds mean trouble. So they say if the dark side of the card is close to you, it means trouble. Card number seven is the snake, and it means betrayal. Card number eight is the coffin, and it means death, illness, or loss. So it could mean physical death, but it could also mean the death of, depending if you're near a card that has to do with commerce or peace in your home, it could mean the death of that illness or loss. If it's near you, serious illness, and if it's far away, it's less dangerous. Card number nine is the bouquet. And what do bouquets mean? It means happiness. Everything will be as desired. Happiness, wish fulfillment, and attainment. Card number 10 is the scythe. And it means danger. It's an omen of great danger. Only when avoided if it's surrounded by auspicious cards. So if you had like the... Um, the anchor, which is a good luck card, and the clover. So it could mean that's, you know... There's some danger, but it's already being muted or it won't be as bad as it appears to be. 
The 11 is the whip or the rod. It means discord in the family, domestic sorrows, tension between spouse. Because, of course, when you're whipping someone, this isn't about love and, and adoration, right? It's about discord and anger. Card number 12, which is the seven of diamonds. I realize I haven't been saying that. Is <laughs> about stress and burden. Now, if it's far away from you, and again, this is in the layout of two cards, three cards, five cards, nine cards, or 36 cards, then it means a happy trip. Now, the 13 is a cute little card, which is the child. So this is a sign of ease, having childlikeness. So ease, new child, childhood, childish, or it could mean naivete or innocence. But a very good card. Number 14 is the fox, and it means wrongness. Um, this is about deviousness and deceitfulness. And just to be aware of your acquaintances. Number 10, number 15, <laughs> the 10 of clubs, which is bear. And what else would the bear represent but power? So power, good luck, prosperity, strength, maybe your boss, protection. Number 16 is the star. And this is the six of hearts. And of course the star, your lucky stars are always representing Good luck, as long as the clouds are not nearby. And um, so always signifying good luck, luck, success, wishes, focus. So very good. Now, number 17 is the stork, and it represents change. And it indicates can indicate a change of your residence. And the closer it is to you, the sooner it will happen. But, of course, remember the stork also represents bringing your baby. So it could represent pregnancy or birth. Number 18 is the dog. And what, of course, man's best friend, loyalty, faithful friends, trustworthy, an ally or a colleague. And again, it also depends on the cards that are around it. So 19, which is the tower, means longevity. So it's very funny that the tower in the major arcana of the tarot deck represents change and maybe even drastic change. But here in the um, Lenormand deck, it represents longevity, old age, sturdiness, health, constancy, and permanence. Now, number 20 is the garden or park, eight of spades. And it represents social events, coming together, social interaction, alliances, or being outdoors. Number 21 is, which is the Eight of clubs, mountains. So it represents obstacles or a fierce enemy. So an obstacle, a challenge, struggle, resistance, problems, blockage. So it's something that, depending on the other cards around, something you got to go around or get over. Number 22 is crossroads or paths. So sometimes it may not have that fork in the road look, but it's about that paths. And this is the queen of diamonds. And it really can be a difficult card if you have the cloud or so, you know, again, this is really talking about it's going to be a rough road or an easy road, depending on the cards <clears throat> that are around it. Now, 23 on my game of hope card is just one mouse, but uh, most of the cards have more than one. So it's called the mice. And this is about loss, theft, degradation, and gnawing. And so 
Even in traditional Hinduism, you will see that Lord Ganesh always has a mouse with him and he's always either riding on the mouse or the mouse is beneath him because it's about those little things that, that you know, niggle at things that <clears throat> gnaw and chew away so it's not noticed really easily and then all of a sudden you're at a loss or you're you're missing something because bit by bit it was taken away now card number 24 is the heart and the hilarious thing about this is that on this card it's not quite ventricular and stuff like a heart but it's not quite the cutie heart heart that you will see on many other cards and of course what does heart represent love so everything the hearts desire well-being and goodness all around card number 25 is the ring and it represents union good relations when it's close to you and it could mean that when it's far away from you that commitments are changing there could be something to look at with your relationship but overall it represents union and commitment so if you get like you know is this is my relationship going to move forward to a more permanent way, right? So you're not looking for a yes or no, but what are some signs? So if you got the man card, which is coming up, and the ring card, means that this is a man that wants to be committed. So you're, if you're looking for a man that wants to be in that way, uh, this would be a good sign. Card number 26 is the book. And the book is that something that is hidden that comes to light. Because, of course, right, once you open a book, information comes to you. And so this represents about hidden things coming to light. And this is the Ten of Diamonds. Now, book number. Card number seven is letter, and what would it, uh, 27 is letter, and what would it represent? Letters represent communication, information coming to you. And so again, this is understanding how information is coming before you and what are the cards around it, but its basic meaning is information coming to you. So now the next card, the next two cards, card 28 is the man, and card 29 is woman. And in my this deck here, they face each other. And a lot of decks, which I appreciate, Raina, um, of course her name just ran out of my mind. She adds an extra man card and an extra woman card. So if you are an LGBTQ Rainbow Mafia member like me, you have the capacity then to have a card that, that is same sex representing you. And so the card 28 represents a man. So it could either, if you me, a woman, could represent some man in my life, uh, my father, an uncle, a man that I work with. And same for the woman card, representing either you, if that's your gender or the way you identify, or a woman in your life. And same like with the child card. It could represent a child in your life. Card number 30 is lilies. And if you don't know, lily is my favorite flower, and that is my daughter's name. And so lilies represent elation. And, you know, lilies always represent purity. And so satisfaction, happiness, contentment, and family and virtue coming from that concept of purity. Card 31, the sun, which is the ace of diamonds. 
And this is about life force. You know, when even in a tarot deck, when the card sun card is pulled, it's all good. It means sun brings growth. Sun drives away darkness. Sun clarifies your vision. And this is the very same thing. Life force, luck and joy, good luck, joy, optimism, warmth, and energy. Card 32 is the moon. And so this is about honor. I would say, of course, it's about your intuition, what it always represents, and cycles. And it could be fame, recognition, honor, adulation, and work. And when it's close to you, it represents recognition. And when it's far away, it could represent misfortune and sorrow. And again, because these cards work together in their spreads, which is also very true of the tarot deck. When you have a like a Celtic cross spread, you're looking at the whole cards together. Card 33 is the key. And so this represents certainty, certain success. If it's far away from you, it could represent failure. This is about certainty, solution, resolution, unlocking things, and importance. So this is card number 34 is fish, which the meaning is prosperity. And I'm like, huh? But fish means prosperity and success, income, affluence, wealth money and financials, which to me is very strange. This is the king of diamonds, but that is what it represents. I guess I don't think of fish because they're pulled out of the ocean and, you know, they're drowning in air. So, but I guess sushi, which is also a very good form of fish. So I don't know, but we're going to go with this. <laughs> and that 34 is fish. Card 35 is the anchor. And it is the nine of spades. And this represents positive trade and fortune. Luck at sea in trade and luck in love. Uh, so this is about hope, foundation, security, stability, consistency, and long lasting. And then the last card is the cross. And so I thought this would represent like, you know, God's love or divinity at hand. No, no, no. <laughs> the cross on this uh, deck represents grief and suffering and pain and burden and despair. So I guess if you take a look at the narrative that people in the Roman times, when they were on the cross, it wasn't a big, it was not a beautiful thing for them. It was a hurtful, painful, humiliating thing. So I get if you take it from its original meaning that that is what is going on there. And so those are the 36 cards of the Lenormand deck. And it is again, one another of cartomancy or divine way using these cards to connect with your divine energy and then get information that in my mind is about your situation. And so is it for telling the fortune about what's gonna happen next week? To me, no, but it could be, what is the energy around me so that next week I can have an idea of what's going on? Or if you're using, probably using nine cards or 36 cards, you may be able to say, oh, this is the energy that I'm operating in. If I don't make a change, that means it's the energy that I'm going to be stepping into next week. And so I'm very excited about learning to read with this deck. And I was telling a friend of mine, I'm already running out of room from my traditional tarot cards. And I have about four, um, five more tarot decks to get and probably 
10 more Oracle card decks to get. And I have a fairy Lenormand deck. And I have this traditional Lenormand deck. And of course, I want the gilded Lenormand deck. And I want the Reina George. That's it. Reina George Lenormand deck. So my, 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 my. I think I'm going to have to rearrange my meditation room to fit all of these decks. Yay. And so I will be, I will be adding Lenormand readings. I've totally changed. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw how I shared that I haven't said anything about my tarot readings because I spent December getting coaching and guidance and then meditating and really seeking out how do I best bring my gifts and talents to the world using my divination skills. So I had to new, do some new things like start my YouTube channel, which I'm having a super blast, uh, just loving that, but also learning how to read in a way that is in alignment with my sole purpose, and which is to be a transformative present on this planet. And so um, I'm doing my tarot and oracle readings in a different way. And then, but people do want situational advice. And so the Lenormand reading will be my way of bringing that service to my clients. And so I'm excited. My wife and my daughter are going to have to be my victims. My friend, Miss Miller, will also be my victim. If you want to get a free Lenormand reading, uh, again, I, you'll be, I'll have to look at the book and things so that I can learn. You can, t- uh, you can um, what am I trying to say? Email me at manasa at manasa.com. And I would love to do a free Lenormand reading for you so that I can learn how to do this to be a, a three to five card reading. So um, it won't be as polished as my other ones, but you know what? It will be, if your heart's open and my heart's open, the spirit will be there. So again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Again, shout out to the ladies in my group. Thank you for your support, especially on Women's History Month. So that I probably will do two episodes this month because I wanted to do an episode on Women's History Month and go through, have a couple very women empowering decks. So we shall see. Ah, thank you again for being here. I am grateful for all of you. Whenever you're reading this, have a blessed, beautiful day. Thank you and take care.